This morning, you've got time for a hot, home-cooked breakfast. Delicious and piping hot in only three microwave minutes. The jalapenos singed beneath a layer of melting cheese until their corners were black and crusty. Sizzling noises coming from the oven indicated to the cashier that my order of bagels were ready. She pulled out the tray and placed the fresh batch of jalapeno bagels into a brown bag. Bet you're glad you can have bread again, the old Jewish woman behind the counter commented. She could only be referring to Passover, the most recent Jewish holiday past that includes a tradition of eating a special cracker instead of bread. With the last name she saw on my check card and my unmistakable facial features, it was easy for her to guess I shared in her cultural heritage. I gave her a warm smile, a minimalist response. I was disinterested in getting into complicated specifics about how I was raised as a Reformed Jew, but gave up most of the traditions and beliefs long ago. I walked back to Miss C's class with the brown bag tucked under my right arm and my coffee glued to my left hand. When I re-entered the classroom, the second graders had already begun reading Jalapeno Bagels, a story about a boy who has a Mexican mother and a Jewish father. It was an especially accessible story to Miss C's class. They are all Spanish-speaking ESL students. As I cut the bagels and prepared them for snack time, Sarah, a girl I had sat and read with several times, turned to me and asked, Do you have a wife? I kept cutting the bagels. No. It was another one of my minimalist responses. I wasn't interested in explaining the whole a boy can have a boyfriend thing. A girlfriend? I began spreading the cream cheese. No. She kept her attention on me, dissatisfied with my one-word answers. So you're single. I cut the bagel in half and handed it to her. Yep. She took it and then replied, Oh, okay. She finally looked satisfied as she took small nibbles off the bagel. My cold feet toasted beneath Jack's warm toes. Cold feet. How torturously, hilariously coincidental, I thought to myself. Usually I voice such play on word jokes, but that felt pretty awkward considering the two of us were essentially cuddling with a blanket over us. I still had not mustered up the courage to kiss him. One week after the awkward movie night, we found ourselves again on my love seat now watching a live feed of Coachella. The mood was quiet and romantic, as we both enjoyed Bon Iver perform. What we were really waiting for was Radiohead. They were on next. 
As we waited and listened, we talked a little about our family's histories. My own ran deep into San Francisco's Jewish community. He was a first-generation American whose parents were born and raised in Mexico. Radiohead came on at 11 and played a two-hour set. They were even better than when I'd seen them live three days prior. During their whole performance, I could not get one of Jack's tattoos out of my mind. On his back, just below his left shoulder, Little Spoon was scribbled in permanent black cursive. Radiohead finished their set past 1 a.m. Jack recognized my sleepiness and offered to crash on the floor for the night and take Muni back to his place in the morning. I obliged, only insisting that I drive him home in the morning. He sat patiently on the couch as I got a spare comforter from my closet. When I returned, I had gathered enough courage to bashfully ask, Do you want to be the little spoon tonight? Jack smiled and responded simply, Uh Uh-huh. When we got into bed, we both laid on our sides. Jack grabbed my arm and draped it over his torso. He held my hand lightly, giving it a subtle rub from time to time. Meanwhile, I was practically trembling in the dark. He could no doubt feel the physical manifestation of my anxiousness. You don't seem comfortable, he whispered. I'm used to sleeping by myself is all, I answered. Let me try sleeping on my back. I shifted. He kept my arm around himself as I did. Is that better? He checked in. Much better. But there's one last thing I need before I can sleep comfortably. I rotated my face to meet his. Then I kissed him. Although I intended to keep it short, Jack wouldn't let me stop. Our embrace under the covers lasted for a couple minutes. Finally, I lay on my back, adrenaline pumping, as I stared up at the white ceiling beam above my bed. I was not going to fall asleep. The gravity of the moment and my adjustment to sleeping with another's body in so close proximity for the first time would not let me do so. Jack curled my arm around his shoulders. He was tucked under my right arm and used my pectoral as a pillow. Without moving, he mentioned he had forgotten to ask about my past relationships when he had told me about his own. I waited for a moment, neither eager nor afraid, to reveal my blank past. 
None to speak of, I told him. It was my third minimalist response in 48 hours. Does that make you worry? I asked. He thought for a couple seconds, continuing to use my chest as his pillow. No, he replied in his own minimalist response.